Thank you for listening to the Pursuit Church podcast. This is more than a podcast. Pursuit Church is a movement to connect to Jesus and make a difference. If you need prayer or would like to financially support our mission, reach out to us online at PursuitChurchSA.com. Now grab your headphones and get ready to dive into this week's message. Vision Sunday, January 7th. It's going to be a great year. I am so excited about this year. You know, we've, we take the last week of the year off, right? We don't have service in case you're wondering, why didn't we have church last week? Well, we like to reflect. We like to reflect on the previous year and just the goodness of God. Some of the things that, you know, we need to change and we need to improve. And, and we spend some time just reflecting and praying and seeking God for what's next. And we hope that you guys do the, the same thing too. That's why we don't have service. So you can stay home and, and just rest and reflect on what God has already done for you. And then kind of some expectations that you have for the new year. So that's what we've been doing. And we hope you have too. So, you know what, just before I start, before we start, yeah, <laughs> let me go. pray for us. Let's go. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for a new year. It's just like, there's more. We have so much to praise you for. Lord, we are here today. And we thank you for that. We, we thank you for the breath in our lungs. We thank you for everything you've given us, Father God. You've given us a beautiful church to call home, to come and worship you, to gather with people that you've sent into our lives. Father God, we don't take that lightly. And we just pray today that you um, take control of our mind, our wills, our emotions, our words, our vocabulary, and have your way through us. Father, speak through us. Let us deliver your word that you've put in our hearts in a way that's just laser focused, that hits us all in our hearts, and that changes us all forever from the inside out, Lord. Help us grow closer to you and to just seek you in all that we do. We love you, God. We praise you and we honor you this day, your day. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Messiah. Amen. 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 Again, so glad to have you with us. You know, here on Vision Sunday, let me start with this. It's, I think it's a good time to review the vision that God gave us for Pursuit Church. This, this is our vision here. is to connect to Jesus and make a difference. Let me say that again. Our vision here at Pursuit Church that God put in our hearts is to connect to Jesus and to make a difference. Now, as your pastors, we know that God has a very specific plan for that to happen. That's right. For that to happen. So before the end of each year, we seek the Lord. We yeah. pray. We, we, we ask God, what is it that you want to show us? What direction do you want us and our church to be focused on here in this next year? And then here in this first Sunday of January... We have what we call Vision Sunday. So this is our opportunity each year to present to you what God has shown us. That's right. That's right. You know, God's progressive. Y'all know that, right? He's a progressive God. Y'all know that, right? I don't hear nobody saying nothing. Y'all do know that, right? Come on God now. is progressive. Everything that he has created, everything that he's done, he expects it to grow. That's the way he made things. I mean, look at everything. Look around you. You, you don't got to believe me. Just look around you. Look at the little seeds. You know, you'd be walking in the park and you see those little acorns. That's a little seed. But when that seed is planted and it's given proper care, sun, rain, whatever, it grows and it produces more. That's the way God designed everything, including us. That's what he's made us to be. God always wants everything he creates to grow into more. And that is the word that God has given us for this year. More, more. I want you to be thinking about this as we talk about today, what God's brought to us 
this concept of more. You know, the Bible says that we are to grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. You see, we were never meant to stay the same, not in our life and certainly not in our faith. So here's the first thing. Part of the more for the you and for me and for this church this year is to strengthen your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. That's the first. He's the core. He's the center of more. It's time to get serious, y'all. It's time to get serious. God is preparing an army of followers, believers, followers to have a huge impact on our city, on this church, on the community, on the nation, on, on y'all the believe world. That? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Let me tell you something, y'all. The devil's been working overtime preparing his army. Y'all know that's right. With all this crazy stuff going on, the devil's working overtime preparing his own army of followers. But God is preparing the church, right. his bride, the yeah. church. He's preparing people, raising us up as believers, having more believers, strengthening us, building us up so that we can fight against the evil of the world. Right. Y'all know there's a war raging around us, Come right? On. Come on. It's a battle of good versus evil, age old battle. Good versus evil. And whether you see it or not, doesn't matter. It still exists. And that war that's raging, believers are called to fight in it. So in order to do that, in order to have an impact on the world, we have got to get stronger. Amen. We've got to get built up in the word. We need more. We need more of God's favor. We need more of his power, not only to fight back against the evil, but to highlight the good in the world. What's right in this world, starting in your own life. Listen, don't stay the same. Hear me now. Don't stay the same as you were last year, last week. Don't stay the same as you were yesterday. Don't stay the same. God created you to grow. He created you and I to grow and to prosper in this life. In this life. But for that to happen, for that to happen, we're going to have to make 2024 the year that we get serious about God. Yep. Hear me now. Listen, open your Bibles. And we are, we, come on, we're, we're Bible believing, mm-hmm. Bible open in church here. So open your Bibles <laughs> to Isaiah. We're going to be in chapter 54. Because this is the theme verse, and Pastor Karen's going to talk about it in a minute. This is the theme verse for our church this year. It's found in Isaiah chapter 54. It's in the Old Testament, about right in the middle of your Bible. And let me tell you who Isaiah is talking to when he's writing this. Remember, a prophet is someone that God speaks to, and his job is then to communicate what God speaks to him. So this is Isaiah, the prophet, speaking to a group of Israelites who had come out of captivity in Babylon. They had been living in Babylon now for 70 years, they had been experiencing a lot of tough stuff, okay? Now, let me give you a little context here. When God called the people out of Egypt and Moses led them out of Egypt, you can find that in the book of Exodus, there was approximately 6 million people that God took with him, that God sent with Moses, shall we say that. So 6 million. Now, what we find here by the time Isaiah is writing this, there's only 50,000 left. Wow. Wow. 50,000, a remnant, it's called, they were called a remnant and remnant is just a smaller piece of something that was bigger, right? A carpet, or a carpet remnants. That's what a remnant is. It's a smaller group than what was originally there. But now 50,000 is who he's talking to. You know, we were in some leadership training uh, planning for this year yesterday. And one of the uh, members of our team, as we were going through it, said, well, what happened to the other people? <laughs> there was 6 million and now... 50,000? I mean, what happened? Well, let me tell you what happened to them. 
They disobeyed God. They went their own way. They decided they were going to do things on their own. They decided, Xavier mentioned idols today. They decided there were other things more important than the living God. And they started worshiping those. They started seeking after these things. And sure enough, they were ended up left in a very lonely place, turning away from God, living a hard life, absent from God. Wow. Think about that for a minute. A life absent of God, a hard life. Let's pick up in Isaiah 54, verse 2, and let's hear what God told Isaiah. It says, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. It says, do not hold back. Reach that. Strengthen, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Now, this scripture is very significant because remember, Isaiah was speaking to a remnant, a remnant of people. And this is something that was, was difficult for them, right? They needed to do this. This was their next step. Because they need to transition. They need to transition from living less than into all the more that that. God had promised them. God had made promises to his people. And the scripture says to enlarge the place of your tent. Now think about that. These people had been in captivity. They didn't really have much. They didn't have much at all. But God is telling them to enlarge the place of their tent. Yeah. Wow. Well, how are they going to do that? They had nothing. Well, think about it. What is the place of a tent? Has anybody in here ever been tent camping? That's fun. I'll do that no more. Well, I don't know if that's fun so much anymore. When Not I was no. younger, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about now. Yeah, I, we, I need glamping now, but yeah, we ain't doing, come on. We ain't doing tent camping no more. But if no, you've done that, that, you know what I mean? You know what you need to do, right? When you go to, to put down your tent, what do you have to do? You start looking for a good ground, right? You need some solid ground. It can't be sandy or wet or mushy or muddy. Oh, Lord, muddy. Can't be any of that. It has to be just right. It can't be too rocky either because if you put your tent on rocky ground, you can't put your stakes in the ground, right? So the foundation for your tent has to be just right in order to support the tent. Well, you know what? The same is true for your life. Hey, listen, y'all look at me right now. The foundation you're building your life on has to be right. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The foundation you're building your life on, if you want it to stand strong, we we sang a song about firm foundation. It's got to be right. It's got to be built on the right things. Let me tell you what, when you look back at 2023, what was the foundation of your life built on? If you were to analyze that, or in essence, what was your tent built on what did your life revolve around this last year was it your job maybe kids activities hobbies friendships maybe how many trips you could take or how many different experiences you could have in a year or or was your life built around the things of god like coming to church every sunday come on Coming to church where you could learn more about God. Maybe serving here on Sunday so that church could actually happen. You know, it it takes people to run this place, right? It takes a lot of people to do a lot of stuff to make Sunday church happen. Did you consider this past year maybe participating in a freedom group? Freedom groups are where you let God come in your heart and expose some stuff. 
expose some things that have been holding you back or things that have actually been destroying your life. You know, let me take a pause for the cause. We're about to do freedom groups again, y'all. One We're going to kick them off first week now. of February. I'm going to highly recommend that you get into a freedom group. If you've never been in a freedom group, you want to do it. It's a 12-week commitment, but it is worth it. It will change your hey, life. Can I have a, anyone that went through a freedom group this past time, can you raise your hand? And can we just clap for yes. everybody who went through that yes. transformational group? Wow. You're going to hear more about it in the coming weeks. Keyword transformational. But see, these are things... These are questions you need to ask yourself. What did you do for your tent, for the place of your tent? Did you participate in that? Did you spend some time here at church intentionally, keyword intentionally, intentionally building friendships with other godly believers? Or just sit over there in the corner and wait for people to come up to you? I'm just saying. Come on. I mean, how do you make friends? Not everybody's extroverted. I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not going to go up. Y'all, if I come up to you and speak, I'm pushing it. It's Jesus, okay? Did you intentionally seek out friendships here in the house of the Lord where believers hang out? Did you do that? These are the things that you've got to do because you know what? Those godly friendships are going to strengthen you and encourage you. And God has a plan for you. You guys, you have a same, you have the same plan in your life to strengthen and encourage others. Amen. This is a give and take, y'all. Amen. It's a give and take. Come on. These are things that make a strong foundation for your life. Look, y'all, jobs come and go. In fact, how many people have had the same job your entire life? Oh, ain't nobody in here. Nobody? What? Okay. Yeah. Guess what? Jobs come and go. (laughs) Kids' activities, hobbies, vacations, worldly friendships. Man, at the end of the day, those are things that really just pass the time. There's nothing foundational in that. Nothing. Because here's the thing. When life gets hard and troubles come and troubles are going to come, if we believe the word, they are coming. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Those things aren't going to hold you up. Only God can do that. Only God can hold you up. Come on. Yeah. And Isaiah was telling the people back then, and we've come to tell you today, get prepared, get prepared, get your foundation set to be ready for the more that God's going to bring you get prepared. Because let me tell you what, I believe this with all my heart. God wants to do big things in your life. Yes. He wants to do big things. Yes. Not small things. We serve a God of big things. God cares about the small things, yep. but he's a God of big things. He wants to do big things in your life, but you have to have the foundation for what he's going to bring. Mm-hmm. You and I need to be ready. We've got to have that strong stake in the ground stakes, the strong foundation. If we want to be ready for the more that God's going to bring. That's right. And the first thing you need to be willing to do is to pull back the tent curtains, pull back the curtains on your life. That stuff you've been hiding behind, Uh Oh, pull it back. Stop hiding behind stuff. Stop wearing a mask, stretch your tent curtains wide and do not hold back. That's what the word of the Lord says. Come on. Stretch your tent curtains wide because when you do that, light shines on some stuff. Come on now. Be willing to let God expose and then get rid of some things in your life that have been holding you back. Wow. 
And y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what's been holding you back. You know what's not working anymore. You've been doing it and doing it. It ain't working no more. You know what you need to let go of. So you need to let God do that. When you open the curtains of a tent, what happens? Yeah. What do you, what do you see? You open a curtain. This is participatory, y'all. When you open up the tent curtains, what happens? You see what's inside, right? You see where they put their tent. You see where, I mean, where they put their sleeping bag. You see if it's a mess, if it's dirt getting all up in there. You see that. You see where they put their gear, where they put their stuff, right? You see how it's organized or is it a hot mess? When you pull open the tent curtains, you see what's going on inside. And here's the deal. If you see stuff strewn all over the place, any kind of crazy way, then what's going to happen when you get ready to go out and go hiking or whatever you're going to do, you don't have to start digging around, scratching around, looking for your gear, what you need to do, what you need to do. Come on. That's what you're going to have. You have to be doing. You got stuff thrown everywhere. You're going to have to figure out where's this, where's that. And then when you get on the road, you're not going to have what you need. Probably. You're probably not going to have what you need because you couldn't find it because it was a mess. Oops. I left it back in the tent. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're going to be stuck out on the road with something you need. Look, y'all. You can't be scrambling around in your life, stepping around and stepping over all the junk that doesn't even need to be there. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can't be doing that. So let me tell you something. Messy. Messy stuff causes delay. It causes confusion and it leaves you unprepared. When you open the tent curtains and you see a mess, you're going to be unprepared. All because you were disorganized. Your tent was a mess. Tell you what, if you want less mess and more here in 2024, (laughs) you're going to need to open your tent. Yes. Yes. Hear me now. Listen, you're going to come on. You're going to need to open those tent curtains wide if you want less mess and more of God. That's right. Because you see, any kind of growth that that God wants to take us through is going to require us getting rid of. Of what's blocking it, getting rid of those hindrances, getting, not holding back as the prophet Isaiah said, let God show you what's holding you back. You know, here's the thing. Before you take another step here in 2024, I'm going to encourage you. If you haven't already done this to do this, go back and look at 2023 and ask yourself four questions. Ask yourself four questions. One, what went well? Right. What worked? Right. We'll probably want to keep doing more of that. What was disappointing? What disappointments did you have? Face those disappointments. Understand them. Don't avoid them. Look at them. What what disappointed me last year? What have you learned? What have you learned this last year that you can now apply in 2024? And finally, what do you want to change? It's good. What do you want to change? This is what it means. To open your tent curtains wide. Analyzing those things. You know, Pastor Karen and I did that very thing. Yeah, we did. On January 1st, we sat down. We went through those four questions right at our kitchen table. It took a while. It wasn't a 10-minute conversation. (laughs) I'm going to just tell you. It took a while to answer those four simple questions. Yeah, you know, it was actually really soul-searching, if you will. Um, This is my best friend. This is my partner. Now he gets on my last nerve, but this is my person. So to be able to do that, that was powerful for us. It's powerful for me. 
as, as a woman, as a wife, as a pastor, as a mom, all these other roles, it was powerful. And we did it together. He made his list. I made my list, the answers to the questions. And then we talked about our answers together. Before we did that, though, we prayed. You need to pray. Pray start first. Start by praying. Don't Lord. give the devil no kind of place Lord in Jesus, there. Start by praying, praise. <laughs> there were some times, Lord, I'm telling the truth. There were some times when we were going through this. He was sitting at one end of the table, I was at the other, and I would just look at him. Mm-hmm. And then Good he look. would just look at me like, mm-hmm. So pray first. You need to pray first. And if you're married, I'm going to recommend you do it with your spouse. Do it with your spouse because you're going to find out this. You're going to find out that your answers to your questions are probably going to be reflected in the answers to their questions. And it's because your life is together. Your answers are going to correlate the good and the ugly. They're probably going to correlate. Answers these questions for yourself first and then come together with your spouse and talk through your answers together. Look, y'all, this is foundational stuff. We're talking about building foundational stuff. And now listen, for those of you with littles, hey, I get it. This could be a little challenging, right? But hey, let me challenge you with this. Get grandma, get an auntie, get a trusted friend, get someone to watch them little ones for a little bit, because this is important. This is important for you personally, and it's important for your marriage. It's such an important exercise. Make the time to do this. I promise it will bear fruit. And you know, it's not just for married people, y'all. We're not just talking to That's married right. people here. Other people in here ain't married. Everybody yet. needs to do this. Come you on. need to reflect over your life in the past year. Spread your tent curtains wide. Let the light shine in there and Come examine on. the foundation that you've been building your life on, y'all. And if you're single and you want to be married, you really need to do this. You really need to do this. There's some people in here you want to get married. But you're not ready to get married. Come on now. You're not ready. You know, the scripture says the, the flesh is willing, but the spirit, or the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. You got some weak, fleshy stuff you got to get rid of before you're going to be prepared to intertwine your life with someone else's. Because when you don't do this, when you won't look back and you're single and you want to be married and there's stuff in your heart that you know you need to get rid of. But you're not willing to let God expose it and heal it. You're going to bring that into that relationship. That's right. That's right. You don't bring your mess into that relationship, y'all. That's a fact. Y'all get mad at me all you want, but I'm going to always tell you the truth. And that's a fact. You know, there was a time when I was single before I met this amazing man of God. And I had some stuff I needed to handle. I had too much attitude. I had too much stuff and pride, rebellion, stuff. And I was not ready to be married. I wanted to be. But I needed to prepare myself. God needed to heal some stuff before he was ever going to give me a mighty man of God as a husband because I was going to mess it all up. Be willing to do this. Be willing to do this because you know what? There are some people here. I'm going to get in your kitchen now. Y'all have to love me through this. How are, how are, how are your toes feeling right now? Like, are, you know, are, are we stepping on any today? Well, actually, we're not stepping on anything. Yeah. God is. Just so giving you what, what the Lord We're just the messenger. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, some of you guys, you got a spirit of rebellion and pride. Come on. I don't know what that looks like. Cause I've been there, done that. Got all the drama in the past to show for it. But you know what? If you've got a spirit of rebellion or pride dwelling in your heart, you're probably not even going to know it. Cause that's what pride does. It doesn't allow you to look introspectively at yourself and see some stuff. It's pride. Hello. It's a great deceiver. Yep. 
and that you're going to know because that's probably why you have a tendency to get a little offended when people try mm-hmm. to bring correction. Yeah. yeah. Do you get a little offended instead of thinking, hmm, well, maybe that is an issue. Maybe God's already talked to you about that and you know it's an issue. But when they bring it up, you're like, mm, nope, not me. That little offense shows up and it's going to show in a lot of other areas in your life if you don't deal with it. That's right. I mean, pride could show up in your work, yeah. right? Someone with a spirit of pride or rebellion in your work just can't submit to authority, right? Someone gives them some feedback or some correction, and instead of taking it, they get offended and just walk off the job. Or maybe in relationships, pride shows up for you. You know, someone that you're in relationship with brings something to your attention and says, hey, you know, this is an issue. And instead of accepting it, what do we do? We turn it around and we blame them, right? Yeah. I want to say this, the spirit of pride of rebellion is so destructive. In fact, God says he hates pride Yep. and you want to know why? Because it hurts us the most. Yeah. It hurts us the most. If you think about it, just about any sin you have in your life can be traced back to pride. Somewhere, somehow pride got Satan thrown out of heaven. Yep. That's why God says he hates it so much because it hurts us the most. If I had one thing I'd challenge you with here in 2024, when you're opening that tent curtain, Mm -hmm. expose the pride in your life, expose those areas where you're not submitting to God, where you're not submitting to others as you as you need to, because here's the thing. Pride's going to bring division. Yeah. It's going to bring strife. It's going to bring drama into your life. And all because you fail to deal with the condition of your heart when it comes to pride. Yeah. Come on, get with God, open that curtain of your life wide. Let him expose those things that need to be left behind. Let him expose those things. But once you do that, once you dig deep and you reflect on those four questions, then you're going to need to make a move. Come Come up with a plan. Get an action plan. What's your next step? What is your next step to growing in your relationship with God? Isaiah says, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Amen. So think about the cords and the stakes of a tent. The cords have to be made of a certain kind of rope that's pliable, right? It's usually a nylon rope so it can stretch a little bit because when the wind blows, it's got to stretch or it's going to break and the whole thing is going to collapse. If you're going to experience more of what God has for you in this coming year, you have to be pliable and teachable. Amen. Amen. That's so good. See, because if you don't think you have areas to grow in, guess what? You're not going to grow. That's right. That's right. You're not. You're not. You need, we need to have a willing, teachable spirit if we want to see any change in our life. And that requires us to be willing to ask the question, what is my next step? What is my next step to grow? Listen, if you're not a believer yet, if you don't know Jesus or have Jesus in your life, your next step is going to be to come to know him and experience the salvation that you can have in him. You see, God promises to grow and prosper, prosper his people. His promises in the word are, are what they say, yay and amen. That just means you can count on it. Yeah. Right? When you, when you see that word in scripture, yay and amen, yeah, that means it's going to happen. Right? 
But if you're not a believer, here, here's, here's the problem. Those promises won't apply to you. That's right. Hey, I know that sounds hard. I'm not trying, but I didn't say that. God did. Yep. Genesis chapter 12. God has an interaction with a man named Abraham. And as part of that interaction, he makes a covenant with Abraham. It's called the Abrahamic covenant. And in that covenant, God promises Abraham and all of his descendants who would come after him, who belonged and would continue to believe in God, a list of promises. And those promises are meant for those people, those that believe and walk in God's covenant with them. And here's the beauty. When you receive Jesus as your savior, you get to enter into that covenant. Yes. You get to be a part of all the promises. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. But here's the beautiful thing. Not only the promises of Abraham, you get all of those, but you get the new covenant promises yes. that Jesus brings. You, you get the whole ball of wax, but it is dependent upon you accepting Jesus yeah. as your savior. You get to come into the family of God. So listen, if you haven't yet accepted Jesus as your Savior, that is your next step, is to accept Him so that you can begin now to walk into all that God has for you, the more that He has for your life. Yeah, and some of you, you've already have salvation. You've already made that salvation decision, but you haven't been baptized. That's your next step. That's your next step. For others, your next step might to be start coming to church every week. Come on. You come every once in a while. Come on now. You come when it's convenient. I'm not, I don't want you to feel judged or condemned. I'm just telling you some next steps, practical next steps to receive the more that God has yes, for you. Yes, we're in encouraging your life. you to walk yeah. into the more. Come on, this ain't no condemnation. Yeah. This is encouragement. Let's go. Come on. So if that's your next step, then make church a priority. Make it a priority in your life instead of the other way around. Instead of it being something you got to do, look at it as something you get to do. Ooh, that's good. Y'all, we live in a country. Thank you, Lord. We still live in a country where we are free Amen. to come, to gather Amen. together, to good. worship him, to praise him, to, to meet with other believers who can encourage us and strengthen us as well. That's an honor. That's a privilege. Amen. Don't take it lightly, y'all. Don't take it lightly. Because you know what? Your presence here matters. It matters. It matters. It's encouraging. You know, for other people, okay, you come to church regularly. Yeah, you got your seat there. You sit in the same place. You know, that's funny, y'all, because I look up here and I look out and I see people sitting in the same place. I love it. We're hey, such wh- creatures of habit. Why don't y'all freak somebody out next week and actually sit in a different place? Y'all don't do that. Y'all going to freak me matter, out. Matter of fact, let me, let me challenge y'all. For the next six weeks, I'd li- I don't, I'm serious about this. I challenge you to sit in a different spot for the next six weeks. See who else you meet. See what other new people you get to uh, come in contact with that you never would have met if you kept sitting in the same place. I challenge you with that. That's that's good. That will mess me up. I, you can't make me do that. Come on now. God's got to get us out of our comfort zone. That's, that's right. That's, part of, He's that's right. part of the change here in 2024. That's Let's so go. Right. Amen. Let's go. But think about it. You know, you come to church pretty regularly, but you come in and you go out. Are you serving anywhere? Are you having conversations with other people? Are you just bouncing in and bouncing out because you got stuff to do? Maybe that's your next step. Hang out a while. Get to know some people. How about joining a team and starting to serve? Come on. That's that's our biggest way to get connected here. That's right. Join a team. 
Because you know what? You get to know people when you serve right alongside them. You know, people will come in and you can tell after you've been serving with someone for a while, you can tell when something's going on in their life. Their countenance is different. They, they look different. And that's a wonderful opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Say, hey, friend, what's going on? Can I pray for you right now? Are you all right? That's why your presence matters. That's why joining a team and serving in God's house matters. You know, I hear people say a lot, the church is small. Yeah, but we're growing, honey. We're growing. Yes. And if you want more growth in God's house, which, by the way, is his whole idea, this right here, this is the plan for the world. This is it. Plan A. There is no plan B. We, y'all, all of us. We're plan A. We're God's plan for the world to know him, to know who he is. So come in, get involved, make it a priority. Right now, I want you to ask yourself, why am I here? Not me, y'all. Why are you here? Why are you here today? Why did you come to church today? It's a moment of introspection. Why did you come here today? Some of you might say, oh, well, I came to hear from God. Okay, that's cool. Or maybe came to learn more about God. That's a good reason to be here. Maybe some of you don't even know why you're here. That's all right. Come on. You don't know why you got here. You're just here. Good. Maybe you're here because you know you can find God in his house. And you're right. Amen. You're right. God is in his house. And he's here and he's calling you and he's challenging you to think about more. What does that look like in your life right now where you are? What is your next step? Because come on, y'all, God does have more. I promise you, his word says it. He has more for every single one of us. But here's the thing about God, and Jesus taught us this well. He has more, but the question is, where are you now? What, What are you doing now? You know, I can't tell you how many times over my lifetime in in church and whatever, folks come and say, you know, Bob, I really believe God's calling me to whatever to preach, to hold some position, whatever it may be. Well, okay. Awesome. Fantastic. I believe God does call people, but here's a question. What are you doing right now to serve him this minute? What what do you have in your hand? Yeah. You know, David tended sheep for more than 20 years before he became a king. Once you, once you get that in your mind, David was anointed king as a teenager, but he didn't serve as king until more than 20 years later. That's right. Think about that. You know, Pastor Karen and I, over the years in any church we've been a part of, I don't think there's anything we haven't done. That's true. (laughs) From cleaning toilets to picking up trash in a parking lot. Um, I don't think there's any position or any, any role that we have not in some way. Yeah done or been involved in and we've done it for years we've done it for years not days not months i don't say that to brag on us believe me that isn't the issue what i say it is so that you and i remember it's what's in our hands our faithfulness now will determine what the more god's going to bring that's right right that's right Be faithful with what God's given you now. Yes, he has plans for your future. Yes, all that we're believing, believe me, we are believing with you for everything that God has for your life. Please hear that. Mm -hmm. We believe that. We're praying with you. But start with where you are. 
start with where you are. That's right. That's right. You know, I know, we know that most people, we're just doing the best we can with what we know how to do. That's what I choose to believe about people. Amen. And, and having said that, you have to understand if you want more, if you want more of what God has for you, you got to know that he's not going to promote you or give you more until he sees what you've done with what he's already given you. Yeah. Come on. God is always looking at how are we stewarding what he's always already given us your life. What are you doing with your life? You know, you have, you could have made mistakes in the past. I'm the biggest mistake maker in this room. I'm quite sure. Okay. But have you learned? Have you grown? And so now, what are you going to do now with your life? God can redeem lost time, Amen. y'all. Come on. Yes, yes. He can redeem it. There is not a mistake. There's not a moment that you wasted, that you blew off, that God can't redeem. He's, that's the business he's Amen. in. That's Redemption. He Hello. So Amen. don't look at things like that from a condemnation perspective. But remember, God is not going to give you more or to promote you until he's seen what you've already done with what he's given you. Amen. And you want to know why? It's because he loves you. Yeah. Ooh, he loves on. you. Yeah. And he knows what's going on in your life. Those things that are hiding behind the tent curtains, God sees them. And he knows what you can handle. And he's not going to give you things that he knows you're not going to steward well or things that are going to hurt you, that are going to bring something bad into your life that you're not ready for. He knows what you're ready for and what you're not ready for. So I'm going to challenge you. Make 2024 the year you decide to get serious about God. Amen. Amen. Get serious about building a relationship with him. And let go of some of those things you've been holding on to that aren't producing fruit in your life. Prune it off. Get rid of it. Open up your heart to God and let him expose some stuff. Stuff that isn't for you, that was never meant to be in your life. And the very things that are holding you back. You've got to do it so that you can walk into the more that God has for you. Amen. Give God everything that you are holding on to. Everything that is dear to you. Give him your relationships. Give him your yes. dreams. Give God your failures. Amen. Come on. He can redeem them. He can redeem them. Give God your talents. Because he gave them to you in the first place. Give God your talents. Give him your time. Give him your treasure. Give God all that you have. And let him give you more. Amen.